0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Neil Anderson. This is Return to Real. Welcome to the show. It's fun to talk to a guy that I just met, uh, David McDougall. Now, David is helping me develop a whole bunch of these products. He and I share a lot of common interests in that we're about the same age. I got him by a year, but. in general, we're about the same age, and we are running headlong into 50-plus pretty soon, and there are some things to know. So we've been talking a lot about these things back and forth, and he's been taught, educating me. So I thought I'd bring him on the show today and see if uh, he'd keep doing so in front of you. David McDougal. welcome to the
1: show. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, You know, I've always, I've enjoyed our conversations we've had so far. They've been really, uh, really stimulating. So uh, thanks for the invite for coming on. I think it's weird.
2: We are weird. So I'm 50 this year and I've found that everybody that's about my age is still buying fitness and health and longevity and anti-aging. We're all buying it the same way we were buying it 30 years ago. Yeah. Strange. It's really strange. It's like still based on this, I don't know. I guess Sylvester Stallone started the image. Yeah. Of how to yeah. of how we were we should all approach fitness. You know, Schwarzenegger was in there, Jean-Claude Van Damme. These were the heroes of my youth. Yeah. You know, I remember all those guys. I really can't think of another way to exercise. Like if if I'm gonna work out, that's my purpose. But as I get a little older, I find that that's not exactly a very good purpose anymore. Not for me. Like if I was thirty years younger, those things would all be something I would still probably strive for. But I've yeah. got I've got a different goal now, David. I, I mean, where are you at on that? Yeah, I know you feel the same. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean like, you know, back in the day it was like, you know, you get all the kind of the, the bro juice that you could, you know, like <laughs> maxing out on everything. If it's got, you know, um you know if the labels got labs on it, spelled with a Z. That was like, you know, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get, you know, revved up here, we're gonna go hit it. And you know, the whole thing back in the day was just, you know, to get to get to get swallowed if you will. I mean that was the the kind of thing. And, um, you know, to build, build big muscles, you know, cause it's all I ever cared about. I didn't care what I was doing with my muscles. I just cared about building them.
2: Yeah. And like to no end, don't you I, was look never, I was never done. You know what I mean? Like I was never yeah. done. Like you never, your muscles could never be big enough. It was weird. I don't know why I espoused that mentality, but that's all I ever thought of.
1: Well, you know, I guess that's, uh, that's what everybody thought, thought we wanted. You know, it was like, you know, when you're there, you're there in a gym, you're, you're with your buddies, you're lifting, you know, there's, it kind of always, you know, uh, degrades down to, uh, some type of a contest. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you got to get five more pounds than than your buddy did, you know, if somebody's kind of your size and you're like, yeah, you know, I'm going to push a little bit more and, uh, you know, or bigger legs.
2: I remember we used to yeah. measure our arms. We would measure our arms. Like and we would yeah. flex until it hurt. We would just try our hardest. We'd make these muscles. We'd flex it, you know, and we'd, we'd all fudge the little tape measure event uh, as we went. But I remember when I got my arms were what I thought were okay. I had heard that Stallone had 16 inch arms and I was like, man, I'm getting 16 inch arms. That's how, you know, you're in shape, right? If you got 16 inch arms. So then when I got close to that, I started thinking, Oh, that's dumb. Now I need 18. And then Schwarzenegger had 22. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not stopping until I get to 22. I never even got close. I don't even think I ever got to where Stallone was.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we look at some of these guys, you know, they kind of like, you know, genetic freaks. Um, you know, they did a lot of training, obviously they had, you got to earn your way in the, in the growing that muscle, but if you know, you don't have the makeup for it, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I never did.
2: I never did. But man, I put in some miles at the gyms. I put in miles of gyms. And here I am now at 50. And you and I have been having these great talks about what fitness does, what we do with our fitness, how we should use our nutrition, and they've been stimulating. Um, Tell us about what you do specifically.
1: Oh, geez. Well, what I do is, um, uh, well, I mean, we have obviously a common friend that, you know, I work with Dr. Wallace Nelson and, uh, who's, who's freaking awesome. Might uh, be the smartest human being I know, let alone in the fitness world. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would agree with that. Um, you know, it's always interesting you know, sitting in meetings with him and he just, the the capacity he has to rattle off facts and that are dead on accurate. I'm like, wow.
2: <laughs> I, I was asking him about this bottle of stuff that he has created. The it's it's for like cravings and stuff. I was asking him about it. I didn't think he'd know not only did I not think he'd know every ingredient in it, but he knew the dose. He knew what it did and how they all interacted.
1: It was freaky. Yeah. Yeah. But you know something like we we need we need Wallace's we we need guys that that have that capacity that have that that you know that know how everything works and how they interact, which is which is awesome. Um, but before we go too down that too far down that that road, um, as far as like what I'm doing, and you know we talked about talked about this a bit. Like my my goal as I was getting to my late forties was to be to be like the the youngest fifty year old that I know. <laughs> you know, that's kind of you know knocking on my door here um, in September. So really, you know, what I, what I start looking at is, you know, it's just like, just moving, getting out and exercising, you know, I was in a, in a, been not a great place, you know, years ago, I was just not happy with my fitness level.
2: Um, have you, have you always been into it? Because that's what you do now. You work for beneficial life or uh, beneficial international now,
1: right? Yeah. yeah beneficial um, international. Yeah. yeah um, so- yeah. I mean, like, you know, when I was younger, obviously, you know, it's like, you know, gym, go hard, go hard. And then, you know, you get into a career and then you're, you know, for me, I was just, I was literally traveling all over the world. So, you know, a lot of that just kind of kind of split off just, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't, I, I didn't prioritize it enough. You know, I get, I get, we can always say we don't have time, but you know, you and I know that's a load of crap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. Cause I'll have clients that'll tell me that I got to yeah. quit working out. Cause I just really don't have time. I'm like, dang, I'm so lucky that I've got 24 hours and I guess you must've got gypped. Like you must have 22 hours in your day.
1: <laughs> yeah. Somebody took a couple from you. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, but as far as, you know, what, what I've been doing is, uh, you know, I, I say I traveled for, for a bunch of years and then started, uh, you got into the, the, the beauty business really with, uh, my, uh, uh, fiance and, uh, when I was, when I was engaged and, um, uh, yeah, you know, we started understanding a little bit about wellness stuff and then you know we came across uh this this company Melise, and started learning about health and wellness a bit and that just kind of piqued my interest because at the age that i was i was getting into my my mid-40s and i was like okay i knew i needed to do something and so you know i just started reading a lot and and studying and became a podcast geek and uh in reading and absorbing everything that I could really get my hands on. Uh, and I started understanding a couple of different things that, you know, I'd like, yeah, I needed to move my body. I had to exercise. So one of the, what I do personally is I I'm up at 5 30 AM every morning and I'm, you know, cranking a hit workout six days a week. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's 45 minutes. It's not even an hour. It's 45 minutes.
2: You can still do hit at our age. Yeah. Wow.
1: I need to find out. And and I'm still at this point, um, you know, still getting results.
0: Yeah, And I think this
1: is something actually, you know, remember we talked about the other day is, um, you know, of of some people in in our age group, you know, doing, they do hit for so long and they just kind of, you know, they hit a wall and then they're just done. And I guess I maybe just haven't hit my wall yet. (laughs) How how long have you been doing it? Um, I've really only been doing hit now for probably like six months.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know,
1: you know, maybe I haven't blasted my adrenals (laughs) yet.
2: Everybody's different, David. Like everybody is my experience with it, because this has been my primary form of exercise now for, Oh, a decade and a half is that somewhere around the four year mark of this, it seems like it's happening to guys our age a little faster, especially guys and gals. Guys get it before the gals. The gals are, are studs. They just they can just keep going a little longer and then eventually it it catches up with them too. But I think it also has to do with that adrenal thing. I think that what we're doing, what we didn't know what we that we were doing with this high intensity stuff, right, is and let's define the high intensity stuff, right? The high intensity stuff is going from body part to body part or from exercise to exercise in rapid succession. And that had the cool effect of um taking anaerobic exercise and getting kind of a double hit of anaerobics and aerobics at the same time, that Azumi Tabata stuff. Um and we put it in all kinds of different ways and we would change it up every single day. And what I learned was I learned that and this is theory, I don't know for sure, but it feels to me like what's going on here is that we're stimulating the adrenals to the point where um when we pull into the parking lot now, if we've been doing this for three or four years, first thing that happens is we turn all that cortisone on and we've taught our body to be really efficient at um, doing all of these negative things or turning on these negative aspects of, of uh, a fitness workout. Mm -hmm. And then we're not recovering as quickly. We're not, we're not maintaining testosterone levels. Growth hormone is getting suppressed. That's just my opinion. I can't prove it. But I'm typically typically not very wrong about this stuff. And what we're learning is, especially for guys our age, that you this you have a really short lifespan when it comes to this high intensity stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that that's true. And it's interesting when you were talking about that. That actually, you know, gave me a, a thought that uh, you know, I was thinking, um and actually I was gonna talk with, with our with our friend Wallace about this and go in and actually like get my blood test done and then, you know, do it and like another six months and just kind of, you know, watch the cortisol, watch, you know, we'll see what the adrenals and everything you're doing. See what testosterone is doing. See yeah. what thyroid is doing. Right. Definitely. You know, um, this way, you know, we know, you know, like if I, if you, you know, continue to build strength in, in performance, then, you know, and looking at those parameters, you'd expect to see that, you know, steady state or some of an increase in some of those and a decrease in others but it'll be interesting to uh, to take a look at that and that's kind of, you know, a project that popped into my head because of one of our conversations.
2: I think we should, I think we should um, both go get our our blood test done. I'd be super interested to see yours especially where you're at and then versus where I'm at. I've had to play with it and tinker with it in the years in years past. Like I say we've been I've got GPP and we've been doing that now. We'll be a decade old um, in about 15 days. Nice. And What we did, what I've done is just charged those workouts as hard as I could for years and years. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that we still need pieces of those workouts. You can't stop the hit. The body needs it. Like it really is the best form of general physical preparedness. So we use that, but I've learned how to offset that a little bit with some weightlifting. And I'm talking Eastern block strength training protocol, And we're killing it. At my place, the guys and gals that are a a little older now or have been in the game for a little while, um, we're able to back off a little of the GPP. You still need it for the functional training, um, for the cardiovascular. You still need it for the balanced type of um, daily type of training. But if you add some just good old-fashioned, almost powerlifting, not, not the Olympic stuff, not the fast lifts, but you add some of that stuff, man, we're killing it. Right, yeah, my place on that stuff.
1: Yeah. And that, there's something to be said for that too. And, and just, you know, based upon what, what I've read and, and studied about this, and I, you know, I listened to some other fairly, uh, you know, other, other podcasters out there and, and read quite a bit. And one of the things I found, you know, for, for guys, you know, for, for us, you know, we're always concerned about our, our testosterone level. And one of the, the most awesome things that we can do is really, it's like lower body exercise. It's like anything you do with your legs, is found you know from what i've read, is you know really helped to contribute to maintaining and actually even increasing testosterone levels in some guys
2: well so not anything you can do with your legs right but you're for yeah. me i would agree with that if we're talking about strength training with your legs because yeah, that's
1: specifically what i'm getting at is yeah strength, yeah
2: that's what I, I knew that yeah
1: yeah not yeah. not going out like running um you know for yeah
2: Or cycling or like, like is really, really popular right now. People doing like lunges till the cows come home. Like right right now that, that developing their glutes and stuff especially for the younger females man that is all the rage and what i'm learning is that they're way overworking the legs throwing cortisol levels to the sun or to the moon and just it's killing them it's it's beating them up even even the the really young ladies are struggling on that protocol now because they're going to instagram and everything they see is lower body lower body lower body lower body and right. they have to understand that stuff needs a rest
1: yeah yeah definitely
2: but, You wrote a really cool article. I wanted to um, bring that up because we're kind of covering it in order right now. So it's the top five non-negotiables for longevity. Yeah. And the first one was exercising and in specific um, anti-aging exercise. Will you kind of share with me your top top five non-negotiable, what the things on the list there for non-negotiables for longevity?
1: Yeah. I'd love to share those. Um, and you know, it's funny, I I developed this because I, I, this kind of comes up with a lot of people I have conversations with like, you know, guys who are in our age bracket and these are, you know, some research I've done and put together. So these top five keep it really clear and super simple. Um, obviously we can go down a rabbit hole in any one of these, which I'm sure we'll do. <laughs> Not at <some> yeah, point. <laughs>
2: you and I especially.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but number one being, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll just give you the five and then I'll, then I'll go over them. So number one is going to be exercise. Uh, number two, sense of purpose. Uh, three is reduce stress and and get more sleep. Uh, number four is eating right. Um, that's a really cool one. Um, and then also uh, intelligent supplementation. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, taking a nutrition, minimalism kind of point of view on that one. Um, so starting at the top, uh, exercise, um, and get every, every thing that I've read, everything that I've observed, like observational studies of myself, um, and, and people around me like exercise 100% non-negotiable for longevity and anti-aging. Um, and the other thing too, is when you look at uh, how people approach this and, you know, I talk about longevity, and, um, actually I'm going to say save, save that particular one when we get into sense of purpose, cause I don't want to go, go there yet. Um, but you know, I know some people don't want to necessarily hear this like, well, you know, I can just eat right. And kind of, I'll, I'll go for a walk. Um, and that's, that's totally fine. It, it'll help you somewhat, somewhat like even low level, like a 20 minute, you know, like literally if you're, if you're a person that's just kind of existing on your couch, and, you know, it, like if people come into the gym and, w- and watch you and I work out, Neil, they'd be just like, I- I'm out, <laughs> you know, like that's too much for me. Depends upon where you're starting from. You know, if you, yeah, if you were, were already athletic, you know, you, obviously, you know, you're going to want to jump into this, but you know, somebody who's coming from essentially the couch existing on a couch, you know, even low levels help just standing more often during the day um, and just like walk, Um, and then getting a little bit of aerobic, um, a little bit of aerobic, uh, fitness in to help reduce your resting heart rate, you know, to get, to get, get that back down. So there are two things that we look at, you know, we're talking about longevity. Um, we look at uh, like somebody's low resting heart rate and you want to make sure that is, we want to get that into a reasonable level. You don't want your resting heart rate to be like over, over a hundred. Yeah. You you would definitely want to get it down. Uh, like I did mine the other day, and it was like it was crazy. And I actually I had a, a, a nurse friend of mine yell at me one time to so a resting heart rate is too low, and it was like down at forty three or something like that.
2: Oh, that's way down. They, they'll uh, they'll start doing like,
1: tests on you for. Yeah, up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that's that's healthy. That's good for you if it, if it's good for you. Meaning that right. wouldn't be healthy for, for everybody. But if you yeah. know why yours is like that, that's a good thing. Right. I'm, I'm laughing a little because. I was talking to people, uh, maybe I've told this story before on especially on this show, but I was talking to a lady the other day that was about my age and she was like, Oh man, I just I can't exercise anymore. I'm like, what's the problem? She goes, I it hurts. I'm I'm always in pain, I'm always getting injured. I'm like, Well, what are you doing? And she goes, Nothing. I'm like, so let me see if I've got this straight. Like, you it hurts all the time to exercise. So you're going to either go in and go full speed or you're going to do nothing. Nothing is your answer. So nothing we've got a lot of years left ahead of us. Right. And these are the most critical years that at 40 and up are the most critical years to be taking the fitness that we've, we've made or creating a a standard of fitness. And, And I'm talking for health reasons, right? What you're telling me is nothing is your answer. I'm going to do nothing. Nothing is, is like, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. I was, I was blown away by it. And it, it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much.
1: No, no, it really, it really doesn't. I, you know, for anybody who works, you know, you work in a, a building or, um, you know, if you drive into an office sometimes for some people, it's just a matter of don't park close to the doors, park in the back part of the parking lot and at least walk across the parking lot, maybe take the stairs, start where you are. But, you know, for, for, for God's sake, do something,
2: something, you can't do
1: nothing. No, that's
2: your answer. Like you understand what's at the other side of nothing, right? You do, right? Like we we've got all of the the big five, we've got heart disease and and cardiovascular disease and diabetes and cancer and all the biggies and stroke. It's all in there. Like, you know, that's at the other side of nothing. So you got to do
1: something. Well, that's the 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 other thing. thing. You know, too, with, uh, you know, with exercise, we're talking, you know, bring up, you know, strokes, you want to have something that's going to help mitigate the potential for strokes. Exercise. If you've got good vein integrity, like if you're exercising and you're, and you're using your, your veins, not overusing them or not abusing them here, Um, you know, just maintaining some good vascular integrity. Yeah. Yeah. Getting good, uh, good oxygen saturation, you know, it's going to make your brain work better. Uh, You'd hate hate to have your brain
2: feel better. I know I I do. I want to just yell at guys and gals our age. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Nothing is not the answer. That's, you know, this, no, no. we were born and raised in the time of exercise. We built this industry. We did, we built it. It was our dollars that created these palaces of excellence that are around, you know? Uh, And while I don't completely agree with all of those, we did that. It was important to us. Yeah. So why did we stop? It's weird. It's weird. So that was me being a little forceful. It's not okay. <laughs> and I love that you mentioned that. And I love that it was the first thing on your list. Number one, exercise. Yeah. For yeah. heck's exercise. And Hey, listen, let me yeah. do this for you. Go to, go to gppfit.com. If you don't know what to do, I got you. It's free. Just go pick it off the site. It's easy. I've got videos and stuff. Go pop it off of there. I want you to have it.
1: Yeah. That, and that's yeah. awesome. That, that's like such a great suggestion. You know, some people are, they're afraid to go to the gym because they, they're afraid the way they look. Like yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm too, I'm too, too. My gut's too big to go to the gym. I don't want people looking at me and you know, well, I got to get in why. shape before I go to the gym. <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. It's, we're just, okay. we're putting, you know, we're, you're looking at, you know, sometimes you look at people have been doing this for a while or their whole lives or whatever. And you're like, Oh, I can't be like them I was like, we well, didn't start where they did. Start where you are, but for yeah. God's sakes, just start.
2: Do something. You can't, you can't do nothing. You can't right. do nothing. You got to yeah. we know that this is ridiculous. I know. Okay. Now that's first on your list: exercise. I commend you for yeah. that. I love it. Non-negotiable.
1: Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Number two. So number two, sense of purpose. You got to have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, you know, um, get focused on something like, you know, whether it's, you know, it, it's your career, um, you know, an entrepreneurial mission, you want, you want to, you want to build something, you want to create something, um, helping others or, or here, here's another thing. Think about this. You know, our, our, our kids, they're, they're watching us. How about, how about setting an example for your kids? I love that. Yes. You That's know, big. you want to do a great service to, to like legitimately like to your, to your kids, to your, your, your cousins, to anybody around you, your siblings, (laughs) you know, set, (laughs) get it, develop a sense of purpose, man. Set it, set an example, um, shine, you know, so find your why
2: that's, I've heard Uh, that said as find your why, what's your why?
1: Yeah. Find your, find your why. Um, so that's, that's something that that's really big, you know, I mean, like, I mean, Neil, you've got a reason you got to, you know, you're excited to get out of bed every morning. I'm excited to get out of bed every morning just because we got some, we got something to do. We got something to accomplish. Yeah. You know, it's, it's getting the word out and uh, and, and getting getting as many people as we can to help them live an amazing life. I mean, think about, you know, the sense of purpose thing and all the, the untapped potential. All the shoulda, coulda, woulda. I remember like graduating from, from high school like a gazillion years ago, whatever we were doing, you know, back in the back in the late 80s, and it's like you always know, had this sense of like I, I want to accomplish something, I want to do something. And sometimes we forget that and it goes away. And you know something when you're getting toward towards 50, you start, you know, you go, you're doing your checklist. What did, what did I do? What did I accomplish? And if you're not satisfied with what you see, here's your chance. Do it now! Do it now! There are people starting businesses and or achieving great things, or making amazing contributions to their community, or or setting a great example for for their kids. I mean, it's pick one.
2: <laughs> yeah, pick a good one. So I learned it, the Veer technique. Have you heard of the Veer technique? V E A R for setting I've, goals.
1: I've heard a little bit about it. What? what
2: How? You... Simple. It goes like this. You can't just pick a thing that you want to do. You have to you apply the veer technique. Veer is you have to create a vision. So that's the first thing. What's your vision? You write things down until you think, all right, here are a bunch of things that I have visions for. This is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to do. So it may be something as simple as I got 16 pounds I got to lose. That's my vision. You go look at yourself in the mirror. You create the vision. And this vision has to be big enough that you can become emotional about it, right? So vision leads to emotions. Emotions then lead to actions. If you didn't have a big enough emotion, you aren't going to be do any action. And that all starts with your vision. Vision, a good crystal clear vision equals emotions, which then equals actions, which then eventually re- leads to results. Veer, the Veer method. Awesome. So, as you're writing your stuff down, make sure the thing that you pick to go forward with your, vis- your vision makes you emotional because that's the key.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's got, to, if you don't have that engagement, it's going to be hard to stick to it. Yeah. So, Love it. so that's going to bring us actually then to, to segue right into our next thing is, um, is reducing stress. You know, when you've got a, a purpose, when you're driven, um, that really helps reduce your stress when you got something to shoot for, when you're, when you're lost, you start worrying about crap, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
2: That's where, that's where you become fearful. It's full of doubt is when you don't have, know exactly where you're going. I see that. Yeah. Most, most definitely.
1: So that, and that's like our, our third thing It's like reducing stress and getting good sleep. So, and this ties in with, with our exercise, you know, we talk about recovery when you recover, when you're sleeping, that's when your body does all its rebuilding. So if you're not getting sleep, um, your brain's not resting. Um, uh, you know, your, your stress, your stress levels are high. Your stress will keep you from sleeping. It'll spike your cortisol levels, which will cause weight gain, which will cause an increase in your heart rate, which will also increase your blood pressure. So like all this stuff, you know, there, everything touches, this is all connected. And that's the thing, you know, this, what we're going through this, this list is you, you don't, you don't pick one there. You got to do them all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't do you any good. I love your thoughts on that. Listen, let's take a break. Um, We're going to come back with eating right and intelligent supplementation. And I want to pick your mind about the supplements because there are things that guys and gals our age can can employ things that i think maybe everybody ought to be on so i'm excited to talk to you about that can we take a little break we'll come back after the break and and pick your mind about some of those that's great all right thank you david mcdougall mcdougall from beneficial international folks um, we'll tell you how to get his contact information right after this Welcome back to Return to Real. I'm Neil Anderson, your host, having an interesting conversation with David McDougall, a thinker out of Beneficial International. We've met recently, we're putting together some cool, I would say, nutrition programs and other programs. And these are the kinds of people you want to talk to when you're finding advice and taking advice. And we've been going over the top five non-negotiable list your top five non-negotiable list for longevity, David. Will you review those with us?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, the, so the, the top five and what we started talking about earlier is number one is exercise. 100% non-negotiable. Number two, sense of purpose. Uh, number three is reduce stress and increase sleep or at least maintain sleep. Number four, eat right. We'll be diving into that here in a second. And then number five is intelligent supplementation. What I mean by intelligent supplementation is this is not a shotgun approach. There is no one size fits all on
2: that. So we can right. Get so everybody's like, what vitamin can I take? And can I be done there?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's no one, one thing for everybody.
2: Going back to you know, reducing stress and getting sleep. Um, do you care how much sleep?
1: Uh, yeah. Sleep is, uh, you know, it used to be, you know, it's like eight hours a day, eight and a half. Um, some little bit newer research has come up. It's that it's really seven to seven and a half. Oh, is a, is a, is about what, what people need? What people need? Uh, if you get eight or eight and a half, that's absolutely fantastic. I'd love to get that. Sometimes on weekends, on occasion, I might get that, but uh, I'm am a seven to seven and a half. So you can say a lot of good about things less. about naps. What's that? I'm hearing a lot of good things about naps. Naps are wonderful. Um, I, I love naps. Sometimes, it, particularly, you know, if you've got a, 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 a career, you know, job where you've got a, an, a, a, a substantial amount of, uh, uh, of thinking to do, a lot of creativity. Um, you know, if you've got a pretty high functioning, like high, high executive functioning, solving problems, thinking through things. Uh, so naps can be wonderful.
2: Yeah. So moms, moms that run the show, kids all over everywhere. We like Lindsay, my cute little mama down here, she's got seven kids to run to six different
1: schools in two different yeah. parts of the County and yeah, then arrange all the schedule. It's raw. <laughs> That's, that's a lot. Um, you know, and that, that's one thing. And maybe we'll, we'll get into that conversation at, at some point in time about how, how insanely busy moms are. Um, just the, you know, the juggling the schedule And it's, you're not even talking about just, you know, um, you know, some guys that are, you know, or any individual that's in an an executive position where they're kind of doing on one subject, you know, like you're, if they're a copywriter and you've got to do creative content or you're graphic designer, you're doing graphic content all day, you're doing the same thing. But you know, like a mom with kids, you're talking like navigator, scheduler, disciplinarian, um, I mean, <laughs> professional jugger,
2: juggler, professional I know. juggler. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, 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 it's anything and everything, um, you know, being the, the, the instant chef, the, um, running the budget in the back of your, their head all the time. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, 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 ton, ton going on.
2: You forget that the brain is a huge calorie consumer. Yeah, You forget that the human brain specifically is a huge calorie consumer. A lot of, even most of the calories that you consume through the day go through that big old brain of ours. And we we seem to think that it's not like a muscle, that it's not like a, a workout, and it's not like an exercise program to sit and think and stress all day long, but man... If you don't give that a rest, if you don't back off to your point, reduce your stress and get some sleep, rest that mind mm-hmm. you can't be well.
1: You can't. No, no, you can't. It's uh, you, you need to, you need to take that break, but inhale on that, that point you were making on naps, little 20 minute power nap when you can squeeze it in like 20 say, from what I've read that 20 to 30 minute power nap is, is, is where it's at.
2: I heard this the other day that I loved and I agreed with because I I can identify with it. They said, go to the blip. What that means is if you'll lay back and let your mind go into neutral and the second that it shifts, it blips into sleep, kind of recovers. If you can pull yourself back from the blip, meaning you had the blip. You went to that place where you had a little dream. You had a little illusion of something else going on. That's the blip. Your mind has will fully recover. You can pop out of it about then. They say, you know, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes if you're not really good at it. But I loved that thought. Cause that does help me. Yeah. Yeah. If I fall asleep in the middle of the afternoon, dude, I'm out. If I go two hours down, I can't get up and recover. It's weird.
1: Yeah. We, you get too far in. Yeah. You overcommit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, there's something that takes over. So yeah. we reduce our stress, reduce our sleep. That's not negotiable, but I'm really interested in your fourth, um, lesson of eating, right? Your yeah. Fourth- oh man. Yeah. Like
1: I, I love, this is like my, my, my world right here. My, my ultimate geekdom, <laughs> you know, deep dive kind of thing is, is eating. And, um, you know, I personally, I never, and here, the other thing I want to make really, really clear, however you're eating, whatever your, your, your thing is, if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian, following keto, paleo, whatever, like something's working for you. Awesome. Um, but what I'm going to talk to you about is like my, my personal philosophy and also something I've learned from, from our friend, uh, Dr. Dr. Wallace Nelson. So I personally happen to follow, uh, it's called a Vitavore way of eating. So Vita is, that at?
2: is that vitivore.com? Is there
1: a place like that? Yeah, so, uh, Dr. Nelson actually has a, uh, he's got a site, it's vitivore.com. Um, uh, you can actually find it on, um, uh, on, on the internet. I think he's got a, he's got a page on Facebook too. And he's got an Instagram. Um, okay. So there's some really, really great information. Um, but from a philosophical standpoint, like the way he constructed this is fits 100% in line with the way I've always thought about, about eating food. And the thing is, you know, first and the other thing is I don't like that the word diet. You know, people think they, they get that word. What, what's your diet? Well, to, you're asking me about something that's temporary. You know, that's what most people think a diet is like, I'm going to do this diet for a while I'm talking about like eating eating right as as a lifestyle, and that's why I like Vitavore so much. So Vita is is uh, is life, Vita, and then Vore is a way of eating. So it's eating for life. And so kind of what we what we do is we eliminate any of the um, the added added sugars, fake fats, hydrogenated oils, anything that's processed. Like it's got to go through a factory before you eat it. We're like just. No, we're not, you know, that we don't want this, any of this process stuff. So I always eat like, and this also follows a lot of, a lot of uh, what people do that are really, really deeply, deeply into, into eating healthy and really good nutrition is uh, you eat out of the perimeter of the grocery store. So everything I eat is perishable. It will, you know, if you leave it sit out, it's going to stink <laughs> after a while. It's going to break down. Um, it's not going to be like, you know, some foods you, you lay them out and you, and you can leave them on your counter for, for weeks at a time and there's no smell and it doesn't change color or anything like that. That's not something you really want in your body. There's no good nutrition in it. So things that have deep, good, high quality nutrition in them break down. So, and that's the other that's the other thing to consider. Um, so um so there's so much like you know, fake sugar or you know, sugars, um processed, overly processed sugars, fake fats, and all stuff. All these things cause systemic inflammation. And that's something yes. that, you know, as like in our age bracket, man, it's like, we've got to reduce inflammation.
2: You and I are at war against two things. Number one is muscle loss. So sarcopenia. And number two is inflammation.
1: That's if we can regulate those two things, we win this battle. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, well, why don't we do this? I'm just going to go ahead and jump into some, some foods that I'm just going to like personally what I, what I eat. So I eat Good, I'd love it. clean, clean protein. And, but I do it with a, a, a priority. So, and that's what uh, Dr. Nelson developed with, with Vitavorce this top down nutrition priority. So, um, what he started off with is got these top 17 most nutrient dense foods. And so, one of them, ribeye steak, like good red meat, a nice ribeye.
2: Oh, hold on now. Every, wait, a wait a minute. They told us that red meat was the worst kind of meat, that we shouldn't be eating it because it leads to um, cardiovascular disease,
1: right? Yeah. You know, because all that natural fat that's in it. Yeah. That <laughs> was the killer. Yeah. And here's the thing is it's like, it's actually, there are more omega fatty acids in a, in a good cut of, uh, of, of red meat of good beef organic. Okay. So pasture-raised organic, we're not talking corn fed, um, you know, how they, you know, things that are in hormone induced hormones and and stuff like that. So we're talking about, you know, pasture raised, good natural stuff. Uh, So aside from that, like fried from beef, like beef, bison, uh, elk, you know, any, any like wild, wild game meats are really, really, really good. Some of them are definitely more lean. Uh, But the thing is like from a uh, nutrient density standpoint, we're looking at um, like how much protein is in it. Um, you know, the other thing with red meats, so B12, um, things in there, um, we get into like the, uh, you know, the creatine that that's in it. Um, you know, there's just a ton, ton, ton of really, really, really awesome, good stuff in there. Um, oh, wow. the trick is it's like when you're combining these higher fat foods, if you combine them with processed sugars, yeah. that's what bites you in the butt or processed fats, right. Or yeah. any other processing, now, like hydro hydrogenated fats um you know, things like uh, canola oil which is just they call it canola oil it's from from canada it's actually rapeseed but you know that canola oil is a marketing name nobody's ever going to buy anything called rapeseed nice. <laughs> so it's just a re- rebranded canola oil make it sound palatable and nice so anyhow so a little bit more on clean protein so um so what red red meat wild game awesome absolutely awesome um fish so oily uh, deep sea fish specifically salmon If you can get wild caught alaskan salmon um, sockeye is a number one Um, but that kind of salmon again lots of omega fatty acids dha epa um, you know fda regulation you know we talk about supplements a little bit um, because we saw salmon oil that we do for people. Um, And now like FDA, from a regulatory standpoint is now allowing us to talk about EPA and DHA, talking about how it actually helps reduce the potential for heart disease. We could never say that before. Yeah. You haven't been able to say that ever. Right. Yeah. So now, now they're like totally cool. So like, man, you got to eat salmon, like wild, wild Alaskan salmon. Um, And if you don't know how to make it really, really palatable, um, you can do some like a berry, uh, berry compost and stuff like that to put on top of it that are actually an antioxidant factor. I'm uh, so still
2: worried about mercury levels in salmon? Is that, um, are we only allowed to still eat that
1: once a week? Man, you'd, you'd have to eat a ton of it for it to really be like a legit problem.
2: Okay. Especially wild caught. It's, it's yeah. different if
1: it's farm, if they're farm salmon. Yeah. Yeah. The farm, the farm you don't want, because they, you think about like the farm stuff, they're staying in this. It's a big net. But it's very localized. They kind of pretty much swim in a circle, yeah, and that's it. So they're very localized. Um, when you talk about wild pot, they're going through, you know, thousands of miles of of the ocean. So they're constantly exposed to you know cleaner, clean um, you know, fresher, fresher water. Okay. So uh, a couple other things like healthy fats, uh, like avocado, like avocado, you can pretty much just eat all the time.
2: Yeah, and should they're terrific and for
1: you? Avocado is made up of two things fat and fiber. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just it's really, really, really good for you. Um, then things like berries, um, lots and lots of berries, um, like blackberries, raspberries, blueberries. Um, some people have trouble with the fiber, so just like do more blueberry. Uh, the other thing that's in there also is like kiwi. Yeah. Hmm. I know lots of people up, like I haven't eaten a kiwi like either ever <laughs> or it's a, on such rare occasion. Like if you got kiwis available, like jump on those things like vitamin K, huge amount of antioxidants in it. Great source of fiber, just absolutely fantastic. And then the stem off on fiber, like green leafy veggies. So everybody thinks, you know, fiber, like I've got to eat loads of oatmeal. I'm like, you don't need to eat. Like, I don't eat grain typically. Like I don't do bread. I'm not a grain guy, really. I get all my fiber from like green leafy veggies. So I do lots of spinach, um, broccoli, um, broccoli sprouts. You want to like get like really geeky, we can talk about sul- sulforaphane and, and broccoli sprouts um, and how it's a, uh, an anti-carcinogenic um, great nutrition that you can put in your body. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, really good stuff.
2: Why, why don't you do grains or do you not do grains because of the whole philosophic don't eat processed foods? Or do you have a specific thing that, that happens in your body that makes, prevents you from being able to digest it? Well,
1: uh, no, I can digest it just, just, just fine. I've never like personally never had a, any type of a gluten intolerance or anything like that. Although um, for some people it can no, it can cause leaky gut. Yeah. Well, and leaky yeah. gut causes a lot of brain issues because you've got digestion issues. And we've got this whole gut brain connection thing that we can dive into <laughs> at some point. You we
2: know time. will next time for sure because that stuff needs to be talked about. There's, oh. I think, especially at our age, there are a lot of people that are running around with issues like leaky gut, candida, other types that are, um, you know, it's just poor habits for a
1: long, long time. Right. Then we struggle. I we were sold a bill of goods back in the day. You know, you talk about the um, the the plate or the, the the food pyramid, yeah. and you know, a lot of people don't know that that was honestly bought and paid for by the Dairy and Grain Association. <laughs> so it makes all our friends out in Kellogg, out in out in <laughs> Oklahoma and Iowa and. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It was a good idea, and we built our economy on it, but it was way overstated in my opinion now I have to be careful with what I say there because you know i 'm not an r d uh, 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 but um still, you can see that you can see that there there were some holes in that issue, and there still yeah. are there still yeah. are I love that you started with the protein at the beginning, like that we were all taught the grains were the base of our diet, and man. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Like, ever since that came out, the, the health of the nation hasn't gone up.
1: You know, according to the, uh, the, the existing food pyramid and food plate, you know, think about this. Everybody that lives north of the, uh, um, the Arctic Circle should be dead. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So yeah. what do they eat?
2: Meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and blubber. And right.
1: Blubber. Yeah, so proteins and fats, man, that's, that, that's where they're getting it. Um, but let me finish up on the whole the whole grain thing. Why I don't, and um, it's purely an, an, an analytical, scientific thing. It is the absolute low nutrient density that it has. They don't give much other than fiber. You're not getting any high level of like really awesome nutrition from from grains. Right. Not anything that I've ever looked at. And I'm and we're in a, but I'm also being very very selective again i'm talking top down like what i'm talking about with you know what what dr nelson developed with with Vitamore. this is top down so we're going from most nutrient dense to the least nutrient dense right. and so that's why i'm really focused on these top ones and tell you you want optimal health like you got to eat the right foods you want your re- good recovery um, you want your brain to work great you want to get good sleep you got to eat the right kind of foods um so anyhow so Aside from like getting my fiber really from these green leafy veggies, it's getting into some like fermented foods, things like uh, kimchi. Kimchi is phenomenal. It's good prebiotic. It's terrible
2: though. <laughs> so, so gross.
1: Well, I happen to like it, so. Uh, <laughs> but you know, some feel like um, some people like sauerkraut. Yeah. You know, um, and you don't have to have a lot of it. Like we're talking a tablespoon. You don't yeah. have to eat where to like me and eat like, you know, a quarter. I'm going to have to, eat, I'm going to have to go get a probiotic, buddy. I,
2: I can't, I can't do that stuff.
1: <laughs> so, so that, that's, yeah. And we actually, well, you we can jump into, 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 into prebiotic, probiotic stuff here in a bit too. Um, and then other, other thing as far as dairy, really the really only types of dairy that I, that I take in are things that have already been enzymatically kind of broken down a bit. So I'll do kefir and then I'll do like uh, Greek yogurt. Um,
2: what is, what is kefir? I don't, I don't know what that is.
1: Uh, kefir is just a, uh, it's, it's milk. That's been, um, and some, it's got some enzymes and stuff in it and it's, and it breaks down all the, uh, the harder to digest proteins that are in it. Okay. So it makes I'll it look much, into that much easier for us to digest. So you don't need mm-hmm. a lot of it, you know, half quarter cup, half cup, um, a day,
2: just enough dad, to, try to get it in there. When I was nine years old, my dad went out and bought a Jersey cow. And he brought that back, and day and night that we'd get a gallon of raw milk off that Jersey cow. We'd yeah. mix in the cream and we'd drink it. And I'd drink and drink and drink that all my life, never had a problem with it. Um, and, you know, we were seven kids, eight kids once we adopted my brother. Um, and we, we we're always out of milk, two gallons a day. We yeah. were always so much we went through, made our own butters, all of it. I came, I, I stopped drinking milk, went away for a while, came back to the country and started drinking milk. The Jersey had, had died, the cow had died. And I started drinking typical milk you buy from a store um, that was heat treated. And all yeah. of a sudden now I'm lactose intolerant. I can no longer drink milk.
1: Well, you can thank the homogenation and pasteurization process for that.
2: Yeah, I think I can. I must be.
1: Because, well, what, and here's the thing is like, you know, when you have that, that true whole raw milk, um, and if you can, if you have access to like good raw milk, by all means, use it, drink it. Um, you know, it's the thing is with the pasteurization and homogenization process is that that's done to reduce the, the bacteria profile. In, in in the dairy so that we don't get sick. Uh, but also within that process it actually removes a lot of the uh the digestive enzymes that are already present in it that you actually need to help break it down. Uh so but you know we, we can we can go deep into that at some point in time. Um we'll I put that's
2: the other conversation too.
1: Yeah that's Make that's great. a whole nother that's a whole rabbit hole we can get into. Um, so essentially, um, just to kind of wrap up this, you know, this whole eating right. It's, uh, you know, it's what what foods are naturally naturally occurring. You know, what can you get from from the earth that hasn't been processed? Chances are, if like the food you're eating, if there's a TV commercial for it, if it has to be put in a colorful box and sold to you, then it, you probably don't want to eat it.
2: Okay. that's a good way to look at
1: it and, and oh let me just to finish touching on on fats here so one of the things I, as far as healthy fats um coconut oil i use a lot of coconut oil i cook in it all the time um on occasion i'll do the uh, oil pulling with it some people are like oil pulling is crap that's fine mind your own business it works for me <laughs> but i cook with it um so one of the great things about um about coconut oil it's actually um it's antibacterial, and that's why, like the the whole idea behind the oil pulling is it helps get rid of some of the bad bacteria and, and garbage that's in your in your in your mouth. And the other foods that I eat a lot of um, that are actually on this this top list are mushrooms. You know, you brought up candida earlier. Uh, candida is a, uh, is a is an overgrowth. Actually, if you increase the amount of mushrooms, and this is thought for a long time, like you don't want to eat mushrooms uh, if you have candida, you actually do. Because what you need to do is you need to, because it's all competing for space. So there's good, good fungi that you need to have in your body. Just like there's good gut bacteria, there's good fungi in your gut. Um, And if you get a candida overgrowth um, and it's not, and we all have candida, but if you get an overgrowth, that's the problem. So eat a whole bunch of mushrooms and that helps balance that microbiome microbiome in your, in your gut. So that'll help keep your candida in check. So eat your mushrooms. And on top of that, we, you know, if you want to dive into a little bit, you can do like lion's mane and chaga and reishi and stuff like that. There's some really good neuroprotective benefits of eating those too. I
2: love it. I love it. Now I've got six minutes to cover proper intelligent supplementation. We're going to have to have you back on because I know we can go longer than this six minutes, but give me your top ones. What to be intelligent and to supplement intelligently. You're saying don't make it a blanket effect. Go right at it.
1: Um, well, as far as intelligent supplementation, um, you know, one of the, the core things I, I kind of work with is like a good, um, like a, a replacement protein. that has got a good profile in it. Um, some good probiotics. That's something that that's really good. Um, actually, there's a really big one that uh, you and I've been talking about that is, is great. Um, so, um, but I'll get to get actually get to that one second um, probiotics um anything anti-inflammatory so things with like astaxanthin um, are like um is, is really really phenomenal astaxanthin um we get into uh and i can't remember the name of it now i needed to i needed to take more supplements today i guess <laughs> <laughs> um but another one that's that's really good you know we talk about um you know in our age group like nootropic kind of stuff huge thing huge 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 one right now creatine um, storage and release of cellular energy, phenomenal, uh, cognitive, like executive function. Like I'm, I'm a huge, huge, massive creatine guy right now.
2: The massive. problem with that is everybody thinks that creatine is this stuff that you use. If you're a bodybuilding builder, a uh, strength trainer, or if you're an athlete and it's not,
1: it's oh, dude, there's so much more, so much more, so much more than that. I mean, it does that. It does that. But some of the coolest man i like it yeah <laughs> this would be like really cool um so one of the things is with uh with, with creatine is actually helps free up your methyl groups for other processes like getting into dna methylation you want to talk about like longevity stuff it makes your DNA's is working properly you get so yeah so you're not using up um your uh, your methyl groups and we can get into methylation and talk about that sometime uh but as far as like getting your dna repaired and and structured properly, um, if you're using creatine, it helps relieve some of the processes, so you're not using up the methyl group. So it lets your DNA kind of do what it needs to do. And when you're yeah. repairing. It, you
2: yeah, know. people don't realize what this is about. Like the stuff that I'm reading on um, creatine for your brain health. Yeah. Mind functioning for just clarity of thought and clarity of, and then that goes into mood. Once you get to mood, you start regulating hormones. Now like this creatine stuff, I can't believe they haven't been selling it to guys and gals our age. And the problem there is this. And, um, and this is the scariest part is I went to buy some creatine the other day. This has been a few months ago, to be honest. Right. It had stuff in it that I was afraid of right? I'm a 50 year old man. You do not want to mess with my vascular system. You don't want to mess with it. And so there's things like that, like arginine in there that will mess with it. There were 400 milligrams of caffeine in it that I I couldn't believe in order for me to get the two to four grams that it was suggesting. um, I had to put myself in harm's way. If I'm buying the stuff from other places,
1: that was scary to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. And they'll just, they'll do a dump because it looks good on the label. Yeah, you know, but you when know, we talk about like nu- nutrition minimalism, like you you just take what you need. You don't need the extra garbage. So, like you, you find something super super clean, and that that is awesome. There are also some really good studies underway right now um, that you know talking speaking of creatine, talking about the um, helping with depression, the neuroprotective effects. Uh, they're not completely done, but the evidence is what we're seeing so far is very 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 promising. And the other thing is storage and release of cellular energy,
2: right? Yeah, um, well, well, and then let's just go right back to that first thing, sarcopenia. You and I are worried about sarcopenia. Once we yeah. hit thirty-five, um, we lose ten percent of our muscle mass per decade. Right? That's that's what we're worried the most about. Well, creatine can offset that. That's why athletes use it. Creatine can help us put that muscle on. It's this is this is magic stuff. So thanks yeah. for covering that for me. That's something that I've become very interested in lately.
1: Yeah, this is kind of like borderline like fairy dust, you know, unicorn <laughs> unicorn dust kind of stuff. It's it's really really amazing. Um, and then a couple other things like as far as intelligent supplementation again, um, probiotics are going to be really important. Um, Anti inflammatories, t- I touched on that a little bit. Um, bean, that was the other one I was talking about. That's really good. That's in berries. Say it again. bean. Okay. So we can we we'll go we'll get into that one at some other time. Um, and then other things, um, as far as, um, like really good, uh, you know, mood, you know, cause our hormones are, are kind of all over the place. So, um, sometimes like a good, a good salmon oil, good, good, healthy fats, um, supplementing with that. So that's really good. Um, and other things, you know, you get into things like, five uh, HTP, you know, for a healthy mood, serotonin boost, um, acetylcysteine uh, helps uh, regulate, uh, uh, glutamate, so neurotransmitter in your, in your brain. Um, things like that, you know, the, these, these neurotropics are, are absolutely phenomenal to have in there. Um, and then some of your basics, you know, B12, vitamin C, stuff like that. So it's kind of getting this, the, 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 the right kind of mix of that together. So it's something yeah. that's effective for you.
2: The big one everybody's talking about right now is D3. You got to have your D, your D3. Yeah. And in a lot bigger doses than what our doctors were saying, our doctors were saying 400 IU, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, you and I were talking about this the other day um, to maintain your blood levels. Um, and actually, you know, if you're, if you're vitamin D deficient, that can cause all kinds of things. It wreaks havoc on your hormones. Um, you know, guys like, you know, there are guys our age that, you know, their sex drive is just not, not there anymore. Um, and so one of the first things you can do uh, other than, you know, obviously um, strength training, lower, lower body, but it's getting your vitamin D up. Uh, vitamin D is, you know, it's a master hormone. It kind of controls the processes of so many more things. It's not just about, uh, you know, strong strong teeth and strong bones. This affects your brain. It affects your mood. Um, vitamin D is just really, really, really important. A lot
2: of the stuff that we're hearing now about how to prevent COVID, um, one of the just over-the-counter things you can go grab, vitamin D, they're saying, you know, 5,000 IU, as high as 5,000 IU, even higher in some cases. Of course, we're not doctors, so we can't uh, make recommendations like that. But
1: wow. yeah, we're not doctors. Um, but, you know, obviously you can consult with your doctor. Um, personally, you know, I make sure that I have a, a, a very adequate amount of vitamin D in my diet and uh, in supplement. Um, but, man, it just does just does so much for you. So yeah, much. Yeah.
2: So much more than we thought. Look, I got to cut us off. This was a fun conversation. Such a pleasure to speak with you. Um, David McDougall, Beneficial International. How do I get a hold of you if I had more questions?
1: Um, well, people can always uh, just shoot me an email. Um, my email address at Beneficial's D at Beneficial uh, INTL.com. Um, so you can get a hold of me there, or um, they can even, uh, I'm on Facebook. So you can follow me. Follow me on Facebook, um, just David McDougal Facebook in Salt Lake City, or uh, on Instagram, uh, David McDougal Junior.
2: You guys do amazing stuff out there at Beneficial International. Thanks for coming on and talking to me today, and us.
1: My pleasure. Always good to talk to you.
2: Let's catch up another time, real soon, okay?
1: All right, sounds good, man.
2: Folks, you've been listening to Return to Real with David McDougal and Neil Anderson, right here on KSL.